Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. And welcome back to Toy Power. This is episode number one eight nine. I'm Darren, and this time I'm not socially distancing. I'm back. He's in back the in Toy the room. Studio. We're here. We're all together we're all again. We are pretty exciting. Together yeah. again. <laughs> who knows how long for? But let's enjoy it while it's here. It's great to be back, and I am joined by Trent. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Toy Power. Oh, he's ben. done his standard intro. G'day, g'day. <laughs> That's all I can do. <laughs> and. And we're joined by our great host, um, who's hosting us in his very own toy room, Mr. Frank Allen. Well, hoy hoy, everybody. So, this is our news episode, and we're going to rip straight into it. We've got a lot for you. Three, two, one. Cue music. So, what have you got for me? So, McFarlane Toys have announced they'll be doing figures based on the DC Comics Dark Knight's death metal storyline. The first collectible they previewed was 7-inch scale version of Batman's motorcycle. Look for the death metal DC multiverse figures to hit stores in January 2021. Is that just the most McFarlane thing ever? It is. I mean... I want to know what happened to poor Manbat for him to uh, end up uh, with a bicycle tire uh, through his uh, mouth, and you know, yeah. the, the the term "batshit crazy" comes to mind, <laughs> and it's quite relevant with this. Like, what is? It? I mean, to describe it, if you haven't seen it, it's essentially Manbat skeleton wrapped around a chopper. The, the only. Hmm. Person in real life I could see riding this bike is Meatloaf, right? Bat out of hell, you know, flying through the air. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Look, it's 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 an album cover. You know, it's an album cover of him just you know shooting through the sky. That's it. But it is. It's very McFarlane, and it comes off the pages of what. The, the DC comics. The comics, yep. So it's... it's and it makes sense. They've done a lot of those those Dark Knights characters already with the, the waves that they've uh, announced and released and stuff. And I think this is going to be a bit like that. What I'd be curious about is if, the, if this is in scale. So you know that Batmobile... Yep. Um, that three-part connectable one we got. Oh uh, no, no! I reckon this, no, no, is, no, no. this, this is, is its own ride. thing? Yep. Okay. You can ride on this. Okay. Like a seven-inch yeah, figure. Looks like it's sure. a seven-inch scale. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. No worries. So speaking of all things Todd McFarlane, he had a chat at DC Fandome and talked about DC Multiverse. Sounds like you've got a speech impediment when you say that. DC Fandome. Like, did the marketing guy that came up with that really think it through? Well, because it's meant to be fandom is the word. And they've got Fandome because it's what's... I don't know. It's beyond the Thunderdome. Is it, Dome. Is it the in a dome? <laughs> like, what's the reference to the dome? Well, it can't be in the dome because it was a virtual event. Yeah, so... I feel like that just bombed. It's a, it's a, it's not the best name. It's not. It doesn't. It's not a name that rolls off the tongue. That's for sure. it's true. Not true. But anyway, go on. So, um, as I was saying, Todd had a, had a chat at DC Fandome about DC Multiverse. The big takeaway was the reveal for DC Multiverse Dark Knights Metal the Drowned. This is the last major metals character needed to complete the lineup of evil Batman's. The Drowned is actually a female Bryce Wayne from Dark Earth 11 and has an Aquaman connection similar to the others taking on Justice League traits. The figure shown was only in prototype form, but it's coming in 2021. I really like that figure. And they've yeah. you know, got a picture of the artwork from the comic. Um, very Batgirl-esque in sort of the look, but Batgirl mixed with Aquaman. Mm. So a very cool figure, I reckon. In another reveal, we've seen pics of a repainted Batman from the recent White Knight storyline. This colour comes from a series of covers from the comics run, Target exclusive coming in early 2021. <laughs> it's funny reading the comments on some of this. People are like, oh, it's a Target exclusive. That's why he's red. This sucks. <laughs> and you're like, no, actually, there was uh, in that run, there was a series of, of the actual 
comics covers where they just had like a red wash over all the characters on the covers so there is some okay. credo to it um the fact that it's a target exclusive perhaps is a little unfortunate in terms of the color palette but um pretty pretty simple repaint for it's a repaint that at least makes sense i got a bit of a daredevil vibe sort of yeah the, the cow yep that's absolutely fair i can see that one thing we won't be seeing is the stuff that is set to be announced by Hasbro for their PulseCon 2020 this is basically Hasbro's version of STCC they've announced the dates to be September 23rd or this is the sorry this is the dates that the exclusives will go on sale September 23rd if you are a Pulse Premium member and then the 24th for the general public keeping in mind that all of this stuff so we're talking Transformers uh, obviously Marvel Legends uh, lightning collection my little ponies anything that hasbro own which is most of the toy lines out there um these will all go on sale on those days however it is for us and canadian residents only so even if you are a hardcore let's say transformers collector and you wanted to get your hands on that stuff and you're up at stupid o'clock and on the website and all those things bad luck based purely on where you live so well done hasbro <laughs> Speaking of something that's a bit more well done and a bit better overall, Mortal Kombat. We've got a couple of Mortal Kombat stories today to talk to, but this one is... Let me take you back. Take you back to San Diego Comic-Con 2017. That's the first time we saw this. I am, of course, talking about the Storm Collectibles, Mortal Kombat uh, Liu Kang Dragon. Uh, for those who remember the game, Mortal Kombat 2, I think it was. Yep. He turns into a giant dragon and basically bites you in half. They've done a... Uh, the prototypes were first seen in 2017. Yeah. Um, I think we saw a painted version the following years, but that was still, what, two, three years yeah, ago it's now? very old now. So uh, they've just released another shot. is in black and white, but sort of a, a shot that gives you a, another shot of the dragon. So it makes you think, well, maybe it's finally coming now that you've you know taken three years to paint it or perfect it or whatever the hell they're doing. Um, the hot rumor is is that it will come in a two-pack with a Liu Kang figure, which kind of makes sense. I think the dragon on its own would actually be really cool to fit in with a lot of other lines, I think. Um, but coming with Liu Kang uh, makes a bit of sense. We no, don't have a Liu Kang yet, do we? No, no. And I'm trying to remember if in all those early previews they've ever actually shown one. I mean, if they're going classic sort of Mortal Kombat 2, let's say, pretty easy character. He's, he's half naked, really. So it's just a standard male buck. You know, you put a red bandana on his head and some black track pants and you, you're nearly there. So... Um, he, he's a pretty core cool character to be oh, yeah. missing from such an expansive line. I yeah, it's interesting as well to go back. I don't know if it was 17 or 18, mm. but Katana and Melina yep. had a, a display and nothing, heard mm. nothing. So, you know, it's it's not, this dragon is not unexpected, I guess. There is a bit of a precedent for it. And, and I reckon Baraka might have been on that line. Yes, and it took a right. while sort of to come out. But mm. Liu Kang is probably, you know, I guess, you know, Johnny Cage. There's a few notable main characters that are missing from this line so far yeah they seem to have focused on that uh, that ninja buck and getting every single dollar they can out of that for all those uh, wonderful repaints speaking of wonderful repaints more from storm collectibles they uh, have a event which i believe is going right now as we're recording uh, via Bluefin, they're hosting an online video game event, basically giving you the chance to pick up three Storm Collectible exclusives. So the three exclusives we've got are uh, Sub-Zero, Raiden, and Scorpion. Raiden we've talked about before in the Player 2 colors, where the blue sort of vest he's got on is now red. Sub-Zero is one that's got the uh, Mortal Kombat trilogy look with sort of the large panels on his uh, gi. But he's got the sort of frozen arm effect. And some of the accessories I've seen for it are like the, the frozen sort of uh, a skull and spine attached and stuff. So that's the sort of look they're going for there. The Scorpion is actually a really nice one. It looks very, it looks similar to your MK1 stuff. He's got the more sort of padded, like quilted look going on. But the arm guards are, are a little bit different. And the, uh, the belt is a little bit different as well. It comes with a real chain and stuff. So he looks very good could probably stand in for that famous sort of yeah, wave one scorpion I figure so. and I, I believe this buck has slightly improved articulation. oh this is the improved one is yeah. it yeah yep 
Yeah, so you can. Uh, that's available right now. Um, I went and had a look at that. I was very tempted to press order on that uh, on that Scorpion figure. The um, yeah, the different uh, armbands and sort of um, knee pads kind of didn't do it for me. They went for it's a bit of a hybrid look. I think um, what they went for in the end. So more Mortal Kombat news, and this is from McFarlane. McFarlane announced two new figures in their Mortal Kombat 11 range. Shao Khan and Liu Kang. No pre-orders yet, and these figures are, are expected in January 2021. Mm, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I haven't played Eleven yet, and by all accounts, brilliant game. But this version of Shao Khan looks very foreign to me. Yeah. Um. Well, I can tell that it's him. Mm. Um. It looks very skinny. I mean, I'm not yeah. a huge MK uh, fanatic, but it it looks very skinny. Very not as beef. Nowhere near as beefy and imposing as the Storm Collectibles one. I, I wonder uh, if that's not a, a bigger than seven inch figure. Like to me, if yeah. that's if that's a nine to ten inch figure, almost could be. There's nothing to scale it yeah, next that, to. That's yeah. right. Yep. Very golden as well. Yeah, that's the sort of that was his, you know, sort of redo, I guess, or design sort of makeover in MK11. And um, yeah, the I'm, I must say I'm not a big fan of it. It almost looks like sort of real samurai type armor yeah. with big flares on the helmet and stuff. Yep, flawless victory. All right, well, Super Seven, uh, and we're sort of saying off air, Super Seven, a little bit. Feeling like reactions turning maybe into the sort of the Funko Pops <laughs> of the reaction world. Just so many licenses and so many items coming out. But Super 7 have gone gangbusters, soliciting a whole ton of these new licenses and characters for their reaction line. Um, lots of horror music-based licenses, which I know Brian Flynn is a big, a big music fan, big fan of punk and metal. So we often see a lot of those licenses coming into play. We've got Chucky... Both the evil Chucky and the good guys Chucky. Um, we've got Mike Myers from Halloween. We've got some Iron Maiden. And Nightmare Before Christmas. They're looking very, very cool. Yeah. Um, they, they almost kind of, to my mind, aren't super reactionary. Like, they're, they're a bit more elaborate, bigger sizes. Mm. Um, they don't fit necessarily the mold. I really like them, actually, the way they've been, been doing those. We've got a bit of SpongeBob, a bit of Slayer, Mars Attacks. Well, there's one for Davey, Rundy MC, <laughs> Lemmy, Lemmy from Motorhead, good old Lemmy, and the Notorious B.I.G. All told, they will announce over 25 new figures in just three days. And this is, I guess, to be honest, reaction. They're not a, necessarily, they're not a lot of articulation, not mm. a lot of paint apps, fairly basic sculpts. They can get a lot of these out, and they have been moving pretty heavily on these releases. Yep. There's a lot of a lot of figures in a very short period of time. So yep. they're really, yeah, the Funko Pops comparison is probably not that you know far from the truth. All right, moving into Marvel Legends, my beloved Marvel Legends. There was recently a, uh, a Hasbro Pulse poll about uh, we could get one of three characters. I believe there was. Uh, Electra, Lady Sif, or Silk. Um, these would presumably be repaints based on the uh, existing molds that are out there. And turns out that Silk was the winner of that poll with 57% of the votes. Lady Sif coming in at 35 and Electra 8%, which surprised no one. Um, personally, I was voting for Lady Sif. Her classic outfit is one that has only ever been released in like a really exclusive like six-pack that was like a Target exclusive. Silk, I don't really care about, to be honest. I'm not a, a spider person. And Electra was just a lazy white repaint. So I kind of think they got this wrong. But anyway, that's what the fans voted. Um, the webbing effect she comes with is kind of cool. It's actually sort of seems to be molded onto the hand from what I can see. Alternate face, uh, alternate head, sorry. So she's got her sort of mask on, mask off. Well, she's very COVID appropriate, uh, <laughs> I think. So maybe that that was a bit of a swaying <laughs> vote, uh, you know. Maybe, Look, yeah. even the superheroes are wearing that's masks. Right, that's Just right. do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Bobby Valor, the man behind Valorverse, was recently very excited to announce that they had partnered with Action Figure Industries, making them the exclusive distributor of Action Force in Australia and New Zealand. Cool. Like, cool. A massive applaud yeah. for that yep. because not enough companies uh, can find this pivot with uh, connecting companies together and you know finding a supplier and things. So massive, you know, thumbs up and thank you, David Bond, for yeah. uh, sharing this to our page. Yep. So now those of us down under will have no problem getting our hands of all the Action Force series one and beyond. Let's all be sure to check out their page for an awesome sizzle video hyping the line. So mm. uh, yeah, check out all things Valiverse. <laughs> All right, now on to the all-new Ultimate Rhino Alien. So this alien, this seven-inch scale action figure, the Ultimate Rhino Alien, is a Kenner tribute from the version two. The uh, Rhino Alien is uh, back and better than ever with a brand-new paint deco based on the vintage Kenner variant release. NECA took inspiration from this silver and black version of Kenner's classic design and transformed it into an all-new modern behemoth featuring all of today's detail and articulation. The Rhino Alien measures approximately 10 inches and has a massive ramming horn for attacking its unlucky prey. Comes in all new deluxe window box packaging and its shipping uh, date is uh, next year, 2021, in January apparently. So just uh, for our listeners, the original Rhino was all brown and had a black wash and now this one's all black with a silver wash. And honestly... It looks cool. Yeah, Yeah, honestly, I prefer this uh, black and silver look. It looks more realistic yeah. you know movie like, realistic like and things movie, yeah. yeah and uh th- this is you know as i said before a real kenner variant that was in the toy line right so they're um just redoing it and a beautiful one to you know do it on Good i one think all right some very exciting news now and big shout out to our patron Druss here as we talk about june and the figures coming from mcfarlane Based on the new 2020 apparently released towards Christmas time, June film. Um, I'm super excited by these figures and this film in particular. Um, uh, Denise Villeneuve is the director for this. Done films such as Arrival. He's done a film called Prisoners with Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, he also did Sicario, which is like a oh, I've seen that. drug, yeah, drug that's lord. Brutal kind of, film. Yeah, but very, very good. Mm. Um, he's helming this new Dune reboot. And Dune, um, a lot of people think of it, and that you might think of um, David Lynch and his 1984 adaptation, <laughs> which has Sting in it, wearing the, the strangest <laughs> underpants you'll ever see. Um, but, you know, this is based on the seminal classic, 1964 by Frank Herbert, and it's a, it's a wonderful story, very, very deep on the political intrigue um, and two very noble houses battling each other, very AKA Game of Thrones. Obviously, this set the bar for a lot of things that followed in the sci-fi and fantasy universes afterwards. I actually remember the the video game uh, June and, and June Two that and even at the time they were sort of the the predecessors to your Command and Conquers your Red Alerts oh, and, really? and these types oh, of cool. things they yeah. predated a lot okay. of that yeah um, so yeah the, you know leading from the and I think I read the books when I was you know like sort of ten years old or something like that so yeah um uh, it's been a long time and I need to brush up on all the history of it but yeah I'm I'm down for this fear is the mind killer. It's all about the spice. <laughs> he who controls the spice controls the universe. That's it. Yeah, so. Um, but, so McFarlane has done um, essentially five figures. It's a four-figure wave with a builder figure. We are getting the um, Stilgar, who is the leader of the Fremen, uh, the, basically the indigenous people to the planet Arrakis or Dune. Um, we're getting uh, basically the main character, uh, Paul Atreides. Uh, we're getting his mother, Jessica, and we are getting our good friend Duncan Idaho, played by none other than Jason Momoa, um, which which I think for me now, if I were to get this figure in hand, would round out... Well, I often look at the trilogy of, of actors playing different characters. Uh, this is the third... I mean, there might be more, but this is definitely the third Jason Momoa figure I know of. Mm. Um, the, the Carl Drogo from Game of Thrones. Funko did a, a Carl Drogo. And uh, obviously Aquaman. Aquaman. So yeah, yeah. you can get three Jason Momoas. <laughs> um, 
you get all four figures to get the builder figure of Glosso the Beast Raban, who is um, played by our friend Drax. Drax, yep. From uh, Guardians oh, of cool. the Galaxy. Mm, yeah. Yeah, cool. um, yeah re- really, really, uh, you know, one of the bad guys. But my only criticism, I guess, that the figures look pretty cool. Um, they look McFarlane y, uh, nice detailed, fairly muted sort of colours, but they're all wearing these what they call in the in the uh, in the book steel suits um and on the planet june obviously it's a desert planet there's not a lot of water these suits are like survival suits that recycle all the perspiration and any any excretions from the body and you can basically drink your own bodily fluids um <laughs> but all the characters except for uh, the beast are depicted in these steel suits so it's a very Kind of they look the same, 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 they same look way. Very, very similar. And even the the Jessica character, the one female character in this, her steel suit looks very masculine. Yep. So they almost, I'm sort of there, and you know, Steelgar's suit's slightly different. I'm wondering if Paul's got the same sculpt as his mum. It just starts yeah. to get a bit monotonous there. Yeah, but too much of your formality, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I would have liked. I would have. I think these these they're, they're four very cool characters. But I would have liked to have seen a bit more variation in them. But yeah, very, very cool to see that we are getting new product for the Dune film. I think it's going to be an exceptional film. It's supposed to come out this year, is it? It is. Yeah, yeah. December. Yeah. I think it's December. Okay. Oh, look, I, I was talking to Darren on the way up here. I don't hold a lot of faith in any movie release dates now. I yeah, go, okay, that's that's, right. that's a, a best guess. It's a window. At this point. Yeah. And, and and funnily enough, the. Um, Dennis Villeneuve who is directing this film said the only way he would direct it is if he was allowed to do it in two parts take the book and split it into two movies so as far Mm. as I know they've only shot the first part I don't know if he's definitely got a green light to do the second I think it'll depend on the money it brings in yep so this is this is high risk I think it's going to be a very good film I think it's going to be critically well received but if people can't go to the cinema yeah that's That's not good. So I, I wonder it's if almost this is better gonna... to hold on to it until yeah. you know. Well, that, that'd be the same reason why Black Widow hasn't come out, but Milan has because it's uh, Disney are uh, hedging their bets that they can make more money when the US cinemas open. Effectively, whenever yeah. that is, though, that that window keeps shifting. And we, so. Trent and I were talking as well. Wonder Woman eighty four has been postponed yet again. Um, mm. December they're saying Christmas now, which probably means Boxing Day here, which I guess indicates that perhaps Tenant didn't do so well at the cinema given that they're both Warner Brothers films mm, okay. and they've been very secretive about the takings for that yeah alright moving on to some Super 7 news now with a Thundercats tease that's right we are getting a new line of four Thundercats figures direct from Super 7 this is a really interesting wave um, and, and never before had figure that we didn't get in the LJN line and a fairly obscure character in what's he called? I had to even P- Google this. Pumra. Pumra. Not to be confused with Pumira. Pumra. Yeah. Um for those of you who don't know who Pumra is, he's essentially a um a disguise that Mumra wears in episode five to infiltrate the cat's lair. And he does he does the interesting thing to note here with this figure is he does have uh, real cloth good Robes. Yep. Um, and and if you think about Mumra with the flowing robes that he has, there's a sequence in this episode where he's sort of in that Mumra and that Pumra kind of thing with all his robes flowing. So interesting to see that he's got an eye patch over one eye. So how could you not know he's a bad guy, right? He's yeah, wearing exactly. an eye patch. He's got an eye patch. He's like, <laughs> come he's on, Lionel, get it together. He's either Mumra or Especially a in the 1980s, <laughs> <laughs> or a pirate. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> um, the other cool figures in this one is the Snowman of Hook Mountain. He's a, a big chunky figure. Comes with a very cool helmet, like he did in the original LJN line. We've got Lynx O, who was, I think, one of the later Wave Wave three figures in LJN. So he's a bit more obscure. And my favourite for this wave, looking absolutely brilliant, is Monkeyan. Um, he, he he looks just, so they, good. Oh, he looks incredible. He's just hundred percent accurate to yep. to the what you remember as a kid, like to the animation. I, even. I, I think they've dialed him up. 
Like yeah. I, I think I think I've always looked at Monkey Man, uh, Monk, Monk, you know, I call him Monkey Man, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, call him what you will. yeah so uh, so I think I've and he's like a bit of a boring character to me, yeah. right? But not being a Thundercats fan, but I look at this guy and I like, damn, he looks wicked, he looks savage. He looks yeah, definitely. Mm. He, oh, just I'm yeah, really impressed with oh, the, how he's come out. They've taken like I look up here on Frank's shelf and I'm looking at Monkey and right now. And you're right. Like, he almost looks like a generic kind of warrior character. They've taken the animated look and just embedded that yes. into the figure. Yep. And that's what's yep. given it its yep. personality. Um, so, yeah, I, I I can't wait for that one yet. Yeah. It's always good when toy companies are able to kind of take one of the, the borderline characters and really bring yep. him into yeah. the mainstream. Yeah, oh, for sure. Shut up and take my money. Barnyard Commando Series 1 figures we've finally seen after all the silhouettes <laughs> and the teasers and questioning, you know, are these guys going to be cool and who remembers Barnyard Commandos and things. You can finally pr- now pre-order the outstandingly cool Barnyard Commando Series 1 figures. They are part of the premium DNA line of figures from Mega Megalopolis Toys. There are four figures in the first assortment these figures include sergeant woolly pullover (laughs) major legger mutton private cider bacon and corporal high on a hound (laughs) on a hog on a hog (laughs) on a hog Um, they will be one quarter one twelfth scale standing at five inches tall and will be fully articulated as you know far as a sheep or a ram can be um, or a pig Uh, the figures are priced at $34.99 each or buy them all for $140 for a set of four you can pre-order them right now through the Megalopolis uh, website there might not be for every but damn did they look fun you know when we got back in the the 1980s uh stinkor came out yep you know they put that smell in the plastic the patrulli patrulli yep. yeah. same with moss man the oil of wintergreen or whatever it is do you reckon there's <laughs> that a new case f- 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 yeah that's smell. it that, that's yeah, pine yeah. fresh smell yep. do you reckon there's a case with barnyard commandos what, for a mud. bit of I <laughs> know. Oh, no, I was going to say like a bit of bacon. Oh, yeah, bacon essence. Oh, I thought there. you were going to go poop or something. No, like. I, no, that's not how my mind works, Frank. But, um, I don't know, but I, I think these guys look so freaking cool. I was like, nah, no nostalgic yeah. memory for them. Uh, I know of them and things, but when as soon as these pictures came to light and uh, saw them in, uh, you know, in light, I was just like, wow, they are outstanding. Like, I was really, really impressed. So what? Uh, so I'm sitting here right now and like, okay, so we, we all heard, you know, we'll call it, we've got to come up with an acronym for maybe the, the Trent Cessation. The, yes, the, yes, the, yes, the yes. TC yep. Total Cessation. But, um, <laughs> sounds like you I'll get, I'll get it by the end of the episode. Yeah, the TC Cessation. <laughs> <laughs> Needs like a disclaimer, like yeah, they're yeah. doing those political ads. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like, so, so the first premium DNA was the Mad Balls yes, yep. kind of line. Then we've got this. Then we're going to go into things like Earthworm yep. Jim. There's going to be Battle Toads. Where are people sitting on this? They're not cheap figures. Yeah. They're, they're nice. They look like they're good quality figures. We don't know because we haven't had anything from Megalopolis. Mm. Where, where do people feel like these are kind of sitting right now i'm i'm easy to pass on them but i'll be jealous if i ever see them in hand right like i'll be i'm easy to pass them because i have no nostalgic connection to them to to these or to to any of to to, to all all four of the lines that have been uh, or five or whatever there are of the lines that have been called out but i'm just i am really trying to hold back you know i get get that if i'm not collecting origins i'm certainly not collecting barnyard heroes you know (laughs) uh, commandos sorry uh, so yeah, you just I I'll admire them, I champion them, I hope they are very successful, and we see them, you know, five waves or yeah. plus from these guys. And uh, but I just can't, you know, justify thirty five dollars USD uh, per figure for something that um, just because it looks cool. Yeah, I, I sorry, Darren, you go. I was just gonna say I'm much the same. If yeah. I were to weaken, it would be for something like Battletoads because I I love that yeah. game. Yep, I agree. Back in the day, but. But as a rule, you know, as cool as everything looks, I don't have the nostalgic collection connection or the relationship to to that franchise. But I do acknowledge they look sensational, and, and I hope they do really well. And they um, more than satisfied the you know fans of those 
existing properties. Yeah, I think it's good to see something that's a little bit left of the middle that's not you know, Turtles, Masters, Transformers. It's it's not a, a redo on a well-known and yeah. well-traveled property. These are really obscure. How many Battletoads figures have there ever been in Those existence? Three. That's it. That's yeah. it, right. So uh, I think it's great that people who are big fans of these get an opportunity. Um, look, not for me. I've, if I had to bend the knee to one of them, I'd probably go Battletoads, to be honest. My concern is probably some of the shipping stories we've heard from Megalopolis and the shipping prices in particular. Getting that stuff to Australia could be you know, pretty much a, a deal breaker they, if, they, if you were yeah. that keen. They need to um, team up with uh, Action Figure Industries, yes. I reckon. Yes, yeah. send yep. them their contact details. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting because I've, I've got the app. I've got the Megalopolis app on my phone. Well, there's the first me. problem. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Sensation. I'm not getting any more toys, honey, but I'm downloading the app. Yeah, yeah the app is not contraband. Um, but I got an update, and it was interesting because the due date for ordering the Mad Balls technically has ended but they've extended it and i think they've extended it you know by a, a fairly reasonable chunk of time right, okay. and it, and it just it struck me and look i i get you want to kind of a lot of the times these things are extended by a week or also but i just got the feeling that maybe it wasn't at the level they were expecting and i wanted Not to kind numbers. of yeah i wanted to kind of understand why that might be because for me, there's like barnyards. To me, was an, would be an easy pass. Mm. Whereas Mad Balls and Battle Toads, you know, they they hold some nostalgic value. And I think it's this, this line, like you said, fantastic for the diehard fans. Like if you're a Battle Toad fan, you're going to eat these up. But it is a it is a niche line. So how many of the those massive fans are out there mm. that are going to drop thirty five bucks on these figures? So I'm just really I want it to succeed, like everyone here has said. But I just wonder if there's a reason this hasn't been done before. You yeah, know, someone no, picking absolutely. up these obscure licenses and, and getting them out there. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit nervous. For well, I, well, yeah. I mean, I don't think uh, taking case in point, Barnyard Commandos had anything more than uh, just the figures. I don't think it ever had a cartoon or a comic book series mm. or even a colouring in book for that matter. If, if you there know, was such a big fan base for these properties, why has it taken so long between drinks? Well, Dino Riders, you know, hasn't yeah, had a yeah. thing. But, and uh, you know, yeah, but uh, it opens up the uh, opportunities for even computer warriors and things like that, you know, the... Mm. Uh, and. Yeah, so true. More obscure. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how obscure it is. There's someone out there. Of course. This is, yeah, yeah. For them, this is their turtles. This is their masters. This yeah. is their. But is it enough to just that dreamed that's of it? Question. Thought it was yeah. never going to happen, yeah. and here it is. I definitely think Mad Balls and uh, Battle Toads are the two, you know, ones, and maybe even Earthworm Jim yeah. are going to yeah. be the yeah. three uh, pioneers, and the other two, uh, Clay Fighters and Barnyard Commandos, are just going to all a bit short unfortunately yep. and that's no disrespect to anyone that collects them because I'll be you know I'll be jealous yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah they look like cool toys they mm. do alright other cool toys on the horizon are the NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon series General Trag and Granitor 2 pack these big rock soldiers have been a must for me in this line um, they come from Dimension X of course which is part of the TMNT cartoon series wave for releases. They're going to hit target shelves in the USA in October. Um, they've also released some high-resolution images of these rock duos and in-packaging pictures, but probably a little bit disappointing is that they'll only get one small gun each. It's just like a little basic pistol. And if you think about what the toy version of General Trey came with, he came with that massive laser gun, he came with like a mini kind Small of gun. very nice teeth mm. and he came with a knife gun. as well yeah, then yeah. came with a knife, so three accessories yeah. that's probably the most disappointing part of this set, um, but but you've got, I, I, the thing is you've got plenty of spare weapons yeah. true, true. from your foot soldiers and, and things, one of the foot so. soldiers does have almost that Trag rifle, yes. correct, isn't yes. it, yes. like it Definitely. is based on that, I just want that, oh and maybe we did get that smaller we have triangle yet, kind not, of handgun, like something very similar to that. Something similar. It's, it's got not, the, it more a drill type. What I look at it as a zap ray gun, right? But it's not that perfect uh, triangle gun yet. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Oh, I look at it, and, and you're right, it's a bit disappointing with the accessories. One, they probably didn't have a lot of other artillery in the show, short of their vehicles and stuff, but these guys are going to be big figures. Yeah. They're big chunks of plastic. They are the weapon, right? So, um, yeah, I've spoken a number of times about that Granitzer figure. I've just There's never been one in the history of the line. This is, this is a must for me. Cool. So... Speaking of exciting toys and interesting bits of news, so we've seen what appears to be a picture and a bit of a sneak preview, a teaser of the interior of the Master Universe Origins Castle Grayskull playset. To do with Origins, was it? Yes. With Origins, yes. Yeah, yeah see, that's the thing. You look at the picture and it could have been a vintage one. Yeah. To be completely yep. honest, yep. it I was yep. too I, accurate. I was so underwhelmed yep. because I thought they were going to re... Uh, do the classics Castle Grey That's what we right? do, and, yeah, and, and you know, put that. that through the machine, dial it down accessory wise and things, and uh, you know, mass produce that sort of, so to speak. But that's scaled for the large. Yeah, things, this is right? definitely yeah. looks like it's shrunk down. This is mm. like no, no, you know, I don't want to offend anyone, but this looks pathetic. Like <laughs> I, I don't know, I just don't think. But uh, is that because you've got a I vintage think so. Castle Grey yeah, no, like this, I've got a vintage Castle Grey but I've got the classics. Oh yeah, you know, but but isn't in a way. It's going to keep the allure of a Castle Grayscale made for adult collectors. And that's what the Maddie Collector yep. Classics yep. is going to be. Yep. You, and, and how much did that... I mean, that's like a... That was three hundred dollars, man, and, and you're paying seven fifty yeah. now oh, for least, the uh, yeah. for the Snake Mountain. So yeah. we got a pretty good deal back in the day. Oh, we did. Mm. Yeah. So I think, like, I'm just happy they're releasing a playset. So true, in um, an era where they die. Yeah, where it is. It is Trent and I were chatting about this on the way here as well and, and absolutely agree with Ben in that yeah. it looks like it could be the vintage one, but very cool they've, they've sort of done that. It's sort of scaled for the, the origins and that and this is a place that, that has got to be at a price point that parents feel they can afford and just justify it. It's got to be under hundred dollars, I suppose. Oh, so once you once you uh, yeah. factor that in, uh, I suppose the classics one idea just yeah. goes. Yeah, and, and the classic the one the was window. what twenty twelve, or it was a fair while ago mm. that we we paid our pre orders for that. You know, so you know, toys are a lot more expensive now than what they were when that was offered as well. So. I like the fact that there's a Temple of Darkness Sorceress in there, whether she comes say, with the playset or or not. Yeah, I, think, I think that'd I think be a would. that'd be a smart sell yeah. to, for yeah. those people like us who go, I got the vintage one; it's so similar. But you go, damn that uh, that sorceress could be enough to tip people on the oh, edge. Oh yeah, yes. Mm. Uh, speaking of other things that come in white colors, the PlayStation Five uh, pre-orders have officially opened. I know, speaking to some of the guys at work who. Um, uh, Chatters, if you're listening, this one's for you, mate. I don't know if you got your pre-order in, because good luck, because they sold out super quick just about everywhere. You can factor that down to that uh, some articles doing the rounds where the head of the Sony was basically saying, oh, because of manufacturing issues largely related to our friend the Rona, they've dialed back their production numbers by as many as 4 million units wow. around the world. So. Uh, yeah, so it means the pre-orders have gone absolute gangbusters. It should be here in time for Christmas. Um, if you want to know more about the prices and all that, have a listen to our good friends at Hack the Dino. They are all about this. Uh, Mr. Ben Rosenthal and that have been constantly posting about the prices and where you can get it. Did you get one? Um, they are very, very good. But yes, if you want to own a you know uh, a modem router that looks like the Eye of Sauron in, <laughs> in white colors... PlayStation 5 is where to go. Speaking of where to go, uh, we've heard about how the DC Universe app, the much sort of maligned streaming service that never really quite took off, that's actually been rebranded. It is now the place to go if you want to get all your comics digitally. So they're going a bit like Marvel Unlimited. This is kind of the DC have finally gone, do you know what? All the TV stuff, all the movie stuff that's going to HBO Max. If you want your comics and you're happy to look at them on your iPad or even your big screen TV, what is what was DC Universe has now become DC Infinite. And it is a, basically a digital comic subscription. They've now uh, shortened the time as well. Stuff that is sort of released on the, sh- on the store shelves is now coming to this app six months later as opposed to a year that it was before. Um, but honestly, when I was reading this, I was like, oh, okay, this is all right. 
the big news out of all this, and it was almost like a little byline at the bottom of it, was uh, also uh, the Harley Quinn show has been renewed for season three. And I'm like, yes, that's what I needed to hear. Thank you. That is amazing because that show is awesome. <laughs> well done. <laughs> all right. Talking about all things old, uh, getting a rejig and things in life, and we've uh, spoken about this on the uh, show in the news in the past uh, before. Uh, our little old friends, Micro Machines, mm. have made a comeback, and we've been, you know, we've shouted out a few times that they were coming, they were coming. Bam! Big W, walking today. They, there they were, quite a few different sets. Uh, I did find a set um, of lots of different cars and things. So I didn't see any of the play sets and things. I know they exist because um, our good ma- uh, friend Malcolm Hobbs uh, shot a few photos around and I could see the uh, play sets underneath uh, of the, his photos, so they're pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, I picked up a five-pack because my uh, youngest daughter loves playing with my uh, vintage master, uh, micro machines. I was going to say master universe. <laughs> um, micro machines. So I picked up a five pack to sort of bring it onto the show and um, compare and stuff. <laughs> so I brought, I bought a five pack of the sports cars, uh, which is uh, series number one, number one or whatever. And uh, they oh, they're pretty cool. They um, got nice, uh, you know, roll to them. Uh, then they're skinny in comparison to the fatter uh, vintage style uh, micro machine. So I've bought, sort of tried to pick through my my small vintage collection of Galoob ones and uh, the of sports cars. And the definitely the Galoob ones are a lot fatter and chunkier and things than the uh, Hasbro versions. But uh, the cool thing was it comes with a little stand and a, a proper plastic stand with a uh, sort of, you know, city deco in the background and stuff the packaging is very reminiscent to the vintage line the Galoob I I thought that was a a big tick in the right direction probably the only thing missing was that shiny uh, sort of mirror like cardboard that you used to get you know um, was uh, Galoob was famous for Uh, but I thought yeah I thought I'd bring them on the um, show tonight and just have a quick round table chat what do we guys think I love the mags the uh, they've only got two different coloured mags of a uh, yeah. red and a silver, but I just think they pop and they're right to the rim of the uh, wheels mm. rather than the old ones where you saw a lot of tyre. Yep. Yeah. Look, I think the thing that strikes me about these is the the aesthetic change mm. from as Ben described it that chunky kind of squashed almost. It's got a bit of a caricature or cartoonish kind of look to the original micro micro machines. These are a lot sleeker, a lot cooler looking. A lot more like maybe a real vehicle yes, shrunk more down. more in proportion. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I guess for me, I, I would have... I, I love that chunky design. The su- is it like a super deformed? Like yeah. you think like a Funko Pop type thing? A little thing? bit, it mm. is, yeah. So I, I feel like they've... For me, and this is just, I guess, a personal thing, I feel like they've lost something in, in steering away from that, that, that sort of design aesthetic. But having said that, take that away, take that out of the equation, as little... How cool are these little tiny cars that look great, that roll, brightly coloured, all the accessories. I think, and the packaging looks beautiful. Yeah. I think these are going to be really popular. And and if you're undertaking a complete and utter cessation, these will barely even make a dent right. in your collection right. volume-wise. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you can put those in like a tiny yeah. matchbox. So you what you're fit. saying basically is the wife won't notice. Yeah. Yeah. That I can, I can, I can, um, you know, smuggle these into work, and while yeah. I'm on the computer answering emails, just have my, you know, um, one hand play, you know, rolling them up and down the, uh, <laughs> and the, the yeah. desk at work, like, no like I used to places. do at school. Like, you know? As you would know, <laughs> set up little tracks with rulers and stuff, like until yeah. your manager comes in, and goes right. No, I am you the can, boss. Can, you, can, so, you can have those back at the end of shift. That's all right? it. Like, yeah. Yeah, you confiscate know, uh, everyone else. Our listeners know for well no workplace is complete without a good set of toys. Yeah, these are ideal. Yeah, I've also trained. I've worked out. I've worked out the the, the short version. It's the T stop. Yep, the T stop. So okay. instead of this cessation, which I don't even know if that's a real word, <laughs> um, it's so du- during my during my T stop. That's what it is. Okay, doing my T-stop. I'm glad we've worked yeah. that through. I was going, I was toying with big freeze. I'm like, no, that's too long. Like, <laughs> that is a perfect segue for He'll our. He'll be back um, collecting toys before we finish saying it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That... I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that is a perfect segue for our uh, sort of next topic, and we would just want to give some feedback on last week's episode. We had a lot of people uh, commenting on the show. We had a few shout outs from other podcasts. You know, mm. both geek dudes were uh, pri- quite uh, prominent in uh, shouting us out and, you know, rethinking their own collection. And even we got a uh, shout out from My Wife is Going to Kill Me. So uh, I think that's awesome. But um, yeah, tell us who else gave us a shout out and some of the comments that came through yeah so we had uh, as we said chris fresh uh there's a friend of the page ollie jones as well um on our patreons as well we had uh, Druss and dave the dm put up a, an amazing just recently just today actually put up a, a lovely big post basically touching on all, all the highlights of, of what we highlights and lowlights i guess you could say um some people were saying uh, they see trent's experience as a bit of a cautionary tale some of them were saying Oh, I'm I'm only three years into collecting, but I can see myself, you know, getting to that point where where Trent's at currently. That I'm I'm not enjoying this mess of a room, and that I I have to. The only way to address this is come to a a full stop sort of thing. So, yeah, look, it was one of those episodes that just got a lot of people thinking. Um, I, I guess we sort of as a group wanted to just sort of address. I think listening back to it, it's always interesting when you're talking about it. You know, in your head what you're trying to get across and it's only when you listen back you go gee that sounded all rather largely negative so uh part of this is we want to sort of clarify go we're not going anywhere we all still love toys you know and this includes trent as well um we we still have a passion for this stuff um it's just that you know real life sometimes gets in the way of of hobbies and and it is a a temporary uh uh, tea stop uh, as we're calling it so um, it's just you know that's uh, till Trent can get the, the space and stuff under control so yeah I don't know if you guys had anything to, to add to that as far as any feedback you've heard from uh, from last week's show I think some people were a little bit surprised um, I've had some uh, chats with people who heard the episodes and were a little bit unsure of what this meant, not just for Trent, but for all of us and, and where we sort of stood. I would echo what Frank said. You know, we all love toys and we're all fans, lifelong fans, and, you know, it's never about this, never been about how big our collections are or what we own. It's always been about the love of the stuff and, you know, the love of, you know, character and story and the love of, you know, certain properties and lines. And, you know, I've known Trent for, for 20 years and, you know, had a very um, deep conversation with him on the way up here and that. Um, there's no change in his love of toys, I can assure you of that. You know, <laughs> he loves them as much as anyone else and we all do. And and we all love making toy power as well. So we, to echo what Frank said, we're definitely not going anywhere. We're not exiting the uh, the hobby or or the show for that matter i think it's also worth noting that we're all sort of roughly around the same age and we're we're heading towards the 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 elder statesman sort of collectors you know if we frank's looking at me when he says that. <laughs> i was trying not to um if we'd done this show 10 years ago like at, you know at a time when it was certainly not cool to sort of have the collections we have i think the mindset would be very different even if the room was a mess and you weren't enjoying it you could you know, you'd be happy to sell entire lines in one go and, and just sort of do that real sort of splatter gun approach to collecting. We've now, all of us are at a point where we're just a little bit older, a little bit wiser, more responsibilities in life. And we go, let's just actually assess what makes me happy. And you really analyze why you do this. Whereas, you know, as a, as a young person, we just sort of go, Oh, let's just get some of this and, and let's buy that and let's do this and, and be a real helter skelter for it. It's funny you should say that because I really do wish we had been doing Toy Power 10 years ago because then we <laughs> could have really showcased uh, that journey from there to here. Yeah. And, and that would be would, would be fascinating, not just for us, but I suspect for our listeners to sort of see how, how it's evolved over time. You know, I can see that because I've known Trent, like I said, for for nearly twenty years. I've known Ben for for you know, I believe over a decade now, and, yep. and Frank for you know, um, for almost as long. You know, twenty thirteen. You you've got a better memory for this stuff than I do. Twenty thirteen, <laughs> I reckon 2013 or fourteen. I reckon yeah, at yeah, guys right. trade trade yep. day. Yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, I would have loved to have showcased our journeys throughout the years um, for our listeners. But having said that. You know, no one's going anywhere. We all love the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Love to hear Ben's thoughts on it. Well, I, I, yeah, mirror what everyone else has said. But if we did this podcast 10 years ago, knowing only what we knew 10 years ago, we wouldn't know that NECA is absolutely smashing it out yeah. of their ballpark with three Ninja Turtles lines, you know, so going true. going on concurrently. Uh, with Super 7 doing the uh, Ninja Turtles, you know, perfect the, representation of the Ultimates for their, mm, uh, you know, their toy. For Playmates their, tribute. The, that's Ninja's right, Playmates. that's right. Yeah. You know, um, them, uh, then uh, taking on the Thundercats and, you know, doing Voltron and doing Ren and Stimpy yeah. and taking on the Toxic Crusaders you know we all just had what we had and it was just almost vintage you know yep. we had this splatter down oh my gosh look master universe classics that's all we had that was sort of coming up to uh you know coming to light that was uh doing redone our vintage toys as modern i mean there was other things marvel legends and stuff mm. was uh starting but it's not it you know some would argue this is the absolute golden age to be a child from the 80s or you know a late child from the 70s or whatever growing up with all those nostalgic properties this is the time to be alive this is the time to remember all those properties as fondly as you do and have so many avenues to collect uh, modern day representations of those toy lines whether it be retro versions of the vintage versions you know mm. high-end modern day uh, highly articulated versions you know uh merchandise movies mm. you know well, we're, just all we're, that sort we're of stuff. the target audience now yeah we're, and we are services. sucking it up hard <laughs> yeah. like. we're, we're the white whales that all these come because all those people who are now running these lines and these companies that they were us back at that they, they you know for the same age as us and they go do you know what was cool when i was a kid thundercats we're doing thundercats you know bringing it back so of course we're naturally going to be you know uh, attracted to this stuff and and you know in hook line and sinker for the most of it Mm. yeah i was reflecting on the way up here it's with the benefit of hindsight and and darren was in last week's episode he talked about the boys which is a really good example property loves he loves loves the show the amazon prime show and we talked about, you know, they're going to be done by NECA. They're going to be high quality figures. And, you know, make the call. I'm not going to collect that line because there's other lines that resonate with me more for toy lines, like Masters, like Batman, like Turtles, that sort of thing. And unfinished business for me, something I wanted since childhood, Back to the Future. Yeah, which right. NECA are doing. Yeah. So, we, so, so I get that. And it was, it was interesting. You've made that thought before you've, you know, bought the toy. So you're choosing, I'm not going to buy it. But it's interesting, I put myself back in the shoe 2001 when Lord of the Rings came out. And here was this movie that was adapted from one of the best fantasy books ever written by Tolkien. And it was done by Peter Jackson in such a way that brought Middle Earth to life in a way we hadn't seen Mm. a film do that before in my world, a fantasy film. Mm. Like it was big budget, it was good actors, it was brilliant special effects, all those sort of things for the time. And here was Toy Biz doing a line of figures, highly articulated, like we know now that has evolved into what Marvel Legends is. Yep. And there wasn't, you know, what else was on the pegs back in 2001? You know, maybe a bit of Marvel Legends, maybe a bit of, you know, Batman was, was out. Yeah, I think Hasbro awesome was stuff. sort like, of near the tail end of there. We, with, with we didn't have a 2000X Masters reboot. We didn't have a 2003 Turtles mm-hmm. reboot. Like... The, the the landscape was was bleak. So you're either doing vintage or, or maybe there was a few niche lines here and there, a bit of Transformers or whatever. So I went in at that point in time deep into Lord of the Rings. I got pretty much every figure from a, a whatever, five, six-year run, well beyond the movies. And I've got probably 150 to 200 Lord of the Rings figures, which now looking back, if I, if you were to say to me, now, Trent, you can have... 200 Lord of the Rings figures from circa 2000 in your collection, or you can have Masters of the Universe Origins, you know, or you can have Thundercats Classics. What are you going to pick? I know what I'm going to pick now. Mm. And this is, these are some of the decisions that I go, okay, well, if I want this stuff in my collection, these are the things that have to go. And I have to now clear that stuff off if I want to make room. Darren is very selectively now making these decisions almost from the outset I'm not going to jump into yep. that line I'm not going to collect it um, but me back in 2000 didn't have the benefit of hindsight I didn't know yeah, and the that's sorts the of things the that... hindsight we didn't know and we talked about this um, on the way here as well we didn't know that there were going to be so many Master Universe lines following 2000X I remember morning when that line ended and then again when the Nick Stactions ended 
no one knew that Master Universe would, would live again. How many times has it lived again since then? It just was not something that I, I would have even predicted for a moment. So you make your choices based on what's on the market at the time. Yeah, and, and I think I think to reflect on sort of what we talked about last week is the the way that the marketing executives want this thing to work is for you to think these things are scarce mm. and to jump in now and purchase and get in before it goes because otherwise you might miss out. That's definitely the mindset. And I think just there is something in my mind that maybe there's a bit of, there's a positive to be had out of stepping back and saying, you know what, I can actually wait. I can actually wait to see how this plays out. Sure, of course, some things are going to go up, but not everything. Mm. And that, that benefit of maybe waiting, you know, it's, a, it's a maybe a more kind of mature approach. We have to buck the trend a little bit and go against the the hype and the excitement yep. and the, and what, what these companies want us to feel. Yeah, I was to feel more impulse mm. buying. Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's, it, it doesn't change my love for this stuff. But it changes a little bit my perspective of the way I look at it and the way I approach it and the way maybe I approach it now going forward a little bit more. And when I have to make a decision about what goes from the collection that I've got right now to make that room, to make the room more accessible and more enjoyable to be part of. So look, I don't think there'll be a day where I don't enjoy toys and I don't get a thrill out of going to a toy aisle or seeing Ben bring in the micro machines or, you know, Frank open up a new Marvel Legends and go through it. Like that stuff is infinitely exciting for me. But there has to be a question of what can you have in a limited space. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well said. Well, funny you mentioned uh, Marvel Legends. Just one little shout out. Uh, one of the other feedbacks we had was a good friend Sam at Nerds Paradise. Uh, and no sooner had we put that episode out than the long-awaited Marvel Legends line of the Age of Apocalypse arrived, and Sam was like, "Oh, sorry to hear that. You know, you, you, you said you know the stuff you pre-ordered for so long, and you get it, and you're not excited anymore. And I'm just co- just kind of curious where you're at now that you've got these figures that I know you've been waiting for. Where you at? And to be honest, Sam, we're gonna I'm gonna actually go through them in a bit more detail in next week's episode, but. I love them to be completely fair like there was yeah I I was actually looking after my son at the time and I you can't see just how excited he's getting now just talking about him I was just like yep uh, I'm going to put these up on the higher bench that I know he can't access and he was trying to grab them and I was like nope nope daddy's toys go watch the wiggles I don't care go away like (laughs) I was uh, very hyped for them we're going to there's a little bit of uh, we're going to speak to them a bit in next week's show but it's all good Sam like I know uh, I know you did everything you could to get them as quick as you could and I still love Marvel Legends, so it's okay. <laughs> so it's all, all's well with the world when you hear that. Exactly mm. right. Mm. And I just want to shout out a uh, big special thank you to uh, Jay and Rob from Action Figure Adventures yeah. for hooking me up with a, a shredder, a, a, a bilingual, I think I believe from my little bit of research, uh, it was Canadian carded shredder mm-hmm. um, and that I did a Facebook Live and I watched back and I'm like, damn, I look tired in that video. <laughs> uh, but it was I had heaps of fun, um, you know, it's a little while ago. But uh, yeah, thank you for all the comments and everyone that jumped on and um, liked that video. So that was that was kind of cool because I had uh, came home from a big day at work and I had three boxes awaiting me. Nice. So that was cool. Uh, also, big shout out to Ben Rosenthal for featuring um, myself on the, his monthly podcast Retro Trigger, where I talk all things Masters of the Universe. Nice. Who would have thought? <laughs> so uh, this, such a cool topic. Yeah, uh, this Retro Triggered podcast is a spin-off of his Hack the Dino podcast, which is mainly focused around video gaming and. Uh, comics and that's out now I believe it is out now I listened to it back uh, today Um, I didn't stuff it up too bad so yeah (laughs) and he uh, smashed it oh thank you Uh, yeah it was a lot of fun it was um, recorded a while ago he does release a monthly so Mm. it's um you know, uh, taking a little while to get out, but uh, to find my, you know, space in the uh, monthly slot. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it was an awesome recording. Um, he threw some curveballs at me, questioning some of the, the names of the Master Universe <laughs> and things. Uh, but I tried to, yeah, it was. it's a fun episode. Give it a listen. That is Retro Triggered Podcast. I certainly Perfect. will be listening to it. Insanely jealous, but no, you would have done the topic justice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got some um, news, Green. Uh, Nick Link, um, 
I'll get to that in a minute. My apologies, Nick. Nick Greenslade uh, reached out to us and said that he's making it his absolute mission to try and help find the Mattel Hot Wheels uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles party wagon. Just the fact that you even care enough to try has made my day. I tell you, I read that when I was, you know, having a particularly um, brutal day at work, and it really 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 lifted my spirits no end so sensational that, that you'd even think think of us nice thanks nick so i um, also wanted to just say how great it's been back um being back here in the toy room in with person oh, i think we should get you back oh. next week's episode as well <laughs> you like I doing think, two in a row we yeah could, we could um see if we can stretch to in a row but it's been such a great moment i'm fully pumped you know it actually feels like our Battle of the Bands moment, like we're going to start singing God Gave Toys to You. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to those who don't get the pop culture reference. But um, but on that note, until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to giantsizeteamup.com, where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah.